Friend and Foe Adventure Co. is an immaturely mature podcast. Content warnings can be found in the description. Welcome back. Let's start with frivolous facts. I actually have one, sort of two. One's a little trivia. The Don, so flashback, right, to the hilarious reveal of the Don being Don Key, right? Donkey? Ha 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 ha. Jackbots were named Jackbots because Jacks in donkey terms are like male donkeys. Or are they actually? Yeah. I thought that they were like alpha donkeys, but then I was doing a little more research later and saw that they're just, it's just males. All male donkeys are called Jack and then females are Jenny or Jeanette's. So I should have had Jenny or Jeanette bots, but whatever. (laughs) Can we just take a moment to picture what an alpha donkey would be? Like the henchest donkey (laughs) in the world. (laughs) You want to eat go? (laughs) And then this one is more related to the world of Elaspis, is that even during the day, you can see a couple of stars in the sky. Oh. I'm uh, I'm Kyle. I play the voice of Mercurius, and my frivolous fact for today is that he is a social smoker. He enjoys a pipe or a cigar if the uh, occasion calls. Fancy. I didn't want him to be like me, a complete nicotine addict. So I was like, ah, he can he can have one every once in a while as a treat. <laughs> Socially, <laughs> not problematically. No, not at all. Weed though, all the time, constant. <laughs> <laughs> That's just assumed the entire time. Oh yeah. Hello. <laughs> Are we introducing? Did anyone else introduce themselves? I can't remember. Hello, I'm Phil. I play Tarquin. <laughs> I didn't. Um, I'm Riley. I'm the BM. <laughs> a frivolous fact about Tarquin is that when he was at school, he developed a signature punch, which he called the TB jab. <laughs> what? No. Well, the my, tuberculosis. Well, yeah. Right? <laughs> Can you describe what it looks like? Oh, it's just a punch. Like right just, in the throat? It's just a smack in the... Th- well, no, I reckon it's in the shoulder where you get your TB jab. It's a oh, punch in go. the shoulder, TB jab. There you go. That's glorious. I am Matt. I play good boy. And a frivolous fact about him is that... Uh, it's that he is uh, Mercurius's dealer. <laughs> <laughs> my man, you're my favorite student for a reason. <laughs> No. You're my only student, but you know. <laughs> I love this connection. This is glorious. What a big reveal. Are, are you dealing him like just the weeds or everything? Yeah. Mix of anything? I mean, whatever he wants. Where does I Good Boy get, get it? I guess psychos? No. Yeah, people? Don't, don't worry about it. Okay. Hi, I'm Kimberly. I play Phaleon. And a frivolous fact about Phaleon she's a night person. She like she enjoys the nighttime rather than the morning. Like she stays up late, probably too late, but she loves to sleep in. Yes, exactly. All right. Yeah, I like that. That's a good one. And then welcoming back, drumroll, and you heard his voice already, Drake Wilson. Hi, I'm Ian. I play Drake Wilson. And uh, what are these frivolous facts? So let's, uh, let's, let's get one of these going. These are kind of cool. Yeah, it's the opposite of a badass fact, right? <laughs> yeah, <it's> strange. <laughs> frivolous fact about Drake Wilson. Normally when I do the badass facts, they have to be about me, which is unfortunate. But this time I have a character and that character is Drake Wilson. And a frivolous fact about them is 
that they get a small tattoo for every time that they die. But uh, I won't tell you where. <laughs> Uh-oh. Mystery location. The imagination <laughs> roams. I can't wait. That's going to be a series finale reveal. Sorry, everybody's <laughs> thinking about your nether regions now. Enjoy, listener. Yeah, they're like, butt or dick. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's going to be making search checks when they see me just to see if they can. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm going to go straight for the interact checks, mate. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Previously unseen on Friend Info Adventure Co. Flashback a few days to Everfalls, a shadowy figure watches as his plan starts to come together. He watches as a robot in handcuffs is walked out of a building. V1CT0R, or Victor, is key to the Salamanca's operation in Everfalls. They will send their best lawyer, Grizz, on the next Alaspis Express train heading that way. He pulls out his Echo Stone and calls someone up. Hillbilly Joe, it's done. Let me know when they hook up the private car and geohold. Uh, I'll fast travel to Jarberg and bring the distractions. Hillbilly Joe watches the train station until the next afternoon when he sees the Salamanca's private car get hooked up to a train. He gets on the train and sends out the info to his contact. A team of vault hunters gets on the train. We look towards the back of the train where a small child sneaks into the cargo car. She goes up to the second floor of the car and makes a small luggage fort. Later that night, four vault hunters play drinking games, dance on counters, and party. A while later, while most of the train sleeps, Hillbilly Joe sneaks to the private car. Once inside, he starts pouring some of his moonshine into a couple of liquor bottles throughout the train. Word has traveled throughout Jarberg that the Salamancas are sending Grizz to Jarberg. It's short notice, but a few agencies manage to get a few vault hunters to the train before it takes off. Jebediah and Hurley drop their bags off in their sleeper car. They wouldn't have minded economy class, but the client is wealthy and didn't question paying for a sleeper car. All right, Hurley, we're going to need some sort of distraction here. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? I think so. Let's go get some grub. They leave their private room and head off to the cafe car to see if they can't find some bait. Meanwhile, in first class, Bada Bing, Jolly Grim, and Chrono Rex are talking to a vault hunter in an eye patch. Bada Bing turns to you and says, are you sure the info is good? Oh, it's solid. It'll, it'll definitely be here. And all you want for this black echo that has contacts on it, all you want is a thousand gold? That's not asking much, and you're saying it could make us millions. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's more... There's more to it than that, but a thousand gold is fine for me. You know, it's, it's it's more about the experience. Hell, all right. I like the cut of your jib, but if you cross us, no, this isn't going to end well for you. Oh, I've crossed people before and it hasn't gone well for me in the past, so wouldn't dream of it. Meanwhile, meanwhile, word is spreading out from Jarberg. Wynn hops onto a Saurian and begins riding away from a now-slaughtered bandit camp in the middle of nowhere. She heads off until she can see the train tracks and waits for her moment to strike. In the cargo car, Princess Consuela puts her crackers and water back into her bag. As she hears people hurrying up the stairs, she peeks through her fort and sees four people hiding at the top of the stairs. She recognizes them. She's about to emerge from her fort when she hears metal crunch and then fall to the floor. The vault hunters look curious and cautious, but eventually head down the stairs, and she decides to wait. 
Gwyn walks through the cargo car. She walks up to the private car's door and puts small explosives on the hinges. She pushes a button on her echo stone and blows the door up. She pivots into the doorway and immediately phase locks the guard and starts pulling the minigun's trigger, shooting at Grizz. Grizz's gold suit deflects the bullets and he charges at Gwyn, shoulder checking her and hitting her off of the train. Grizz walks towards the bar as his guard drops from the phase lock and for vault hunters enter the train. Wynne comes back to a brew you near the bandit camp that she had come from. Though her wounds aren't quite healed, and that's strange, a spider ant comes scurrying up and starts to lick the wounds clean and cauterizing them with its corrosive saliva as it fuses the flesh together. When she's healed enough to leave, she fast travels to her safe house, grabs a bunch of explosives, fast travels to Everfall, steals a Sarian, and rides off southward following the train tracks. On the roof of the private car, Hurley stands by a ventilation pipe with a smoke grenade at the ready, while Jebediah watches through a skylight as everything takes place, his silver rope tied to the ladder on the front end of the car, waiting for their moment to strike. Looks like those four vault hunters took the bait, and will hopefully give them their opportunity. In first class, Bada Bing and gang hear the minigun and start running towards the back of the train. Grizz is five drinks in when he has the bartender pour him another. He monologues, he dies. Jebediah knows it's now or never. He gives the signal to Hurley. She drops the smoke grenade. Jebediah opens the skylight and slides down the rope as smoke fills the room. The body should be four steps in front of him. It is, he pushes the gnome away from the body, flips Grizz over and begins going through the pockets. Damn, it's not in here. Four steps back to the rope, tugs on the rope. Hurley pulls hard and lifts the rope back up. As the smoke clears, there's not a sign of them. They need to hurry back to their sleeper car before they reach the tunnel, though. They sprint across the train rooftops to their destination. Bada Bing and the gang begin to rush through the quiet car, but are given a warning by a stern Adrian Stormheart. They walk briskly through the rest of the quiet car. As they exit, they immediately start to run around the platform of the private car and see smoke coming out of the door. Oh shit, someone must have beat us to it. Then they hear someone run across the roof and they catch the glimpse of someone jumping to the roof of the quiet car. They quickly turn around, though the vault hunter hesitates and looks towards the smoky entrance. Jolly Grimm pushes him and gets him moving towards the front of the car. As they run through the quiet car, Adrian calmly puts away her book, stands up and holds out her arm. Vault hunter, why don't you give me a little, let's go traverse check. I got a 10 total. You start to duck, but you don't quite make it. You get hit, you stumble onto the ground, but you pick yourself up pretty quickly. You don't realize that these little brown somethings that you brought along with you for later fell out of your pocket. Just a couple of them. You know, shouldn't be too big of a deal. And then Jolly Grim isn't as quick. He does, He's a little blindsided, doesn't realize what's happening because he can't see in front of him, and he runs right into the arm, gets the full force of Adrian's clothesline and is knocked to the ground. The rest of your crew continues running through. Bottoming stops between two of the passenger cars, climbs up the ladder and looks to see if whoever was up there is still up there. He doesn't see anything, climbs down, just says, let's keep going. Let's go to the front and we'll, we can find him from there. In the front most passenger car, you're running and there's a man with a large wooden plank and you brush up against that wooden plank and it's causes you to stumble a little bit and more of those little brown whatever you're carrying falls out onto the train car floor and you brush it off you keep running 
everybody runs. You are almost to the first class car and Bada Bing stops you. Chrono Rex, go on ahead. I got to talk to this fella right here. There's something that doesn't quite add up with you. There's so much money to be made. You're acting weird. You, it doesn't seem like you're that concerned with the black book. Some things are more valuable to others than they are to me. And then I will give him a wink, which now actually looks like a wink. Because since last time we saw Drake Wilson, he has drawn on a like cartoony eye on the red eye patch. <laughs> Bada Bing reaches into the Vault Hunter's jacket, pulls out a bag, looks at it, and it says Skag Treats. What do you need Skag Treats for? Oh, does that fall out? Oh, no, that's, that's nothing. That's for later. Never mind. It doesn't matter. You don't have the Black Echo Stone, and you're not going to help us get it, so... Bon voyage. And he kicks Drake off of the train. He's looking at the bag of treats as he walks inside the first class car, pours out a couple of pieces into his hand, smells it, ugh, throws those treats on the ground and, and puts the rest back into a soup pocket. You are tumbling through the dirt outside of the car. You see the car passing you by as you're just tumbling and tumbling. Uh, roll me an insight. Uh, 19 plus four, that is a 23. As you are tumbling, you see a group of three vault hunters that you recognize from the Barry Tenedict heist. And then as you tumble even more, you see one more vault hunter that you recognize from that heist. They're all on this train. And then you die. All of that trauma kills you. You disassemble. You come back at the Brew U at the train station in Jarberg with a nice new permanent trauma. Oh, yay. Another one. <laughs> Go ahead and roll a d20. All right. I got a 14. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> uh -oh. Family Vengeance. Add Junior to your character's name. You are now your own child avenging the death of your parents. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the Drake Wilson we know and love is now dead. And please, Mr. Wilson is my father. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I almost imagine this being like you're still actually Drake Wilson. You have all of his memories, but you perceive yourself as your own child. It's like it's like the weird cloning thing where I'm just like, yeah, this was I, this is I'm no longer me. I'm a different version of me because otherwise I don't know how this is going to work. <laughs> or I guess maybe daddy daddy Wilson was like, hey, uh. If anything was ever to happen to me, I need you to carry on my mission. <laughs> so then you, uh, you've you respawned with this nice new... Tr new. Uh, I mean, you didn't respawn. A new version of you respawned, I guess. And a son. Prodigal son. You saw the vault hunters that you recognized. Do you think you would contact Amir or try and contact them or anything to like... You know, they're still on the train... They kind they've helped you before. Well, it's either I hurry up and get back to the train or I contact Amir while trying to get back to the train. So you know that it's going to Everfalls and you're able to fast travel to Everfalls. So you think maybe I can just go to Everfalls and wait for the train or start heading towards the train from there. Yeah, get ahead of it. So you call Amir and he says, Drake Wilson, you old so-and-so. <laughs> What's up? That's uh, Drake Wilson Jr. Now, I... Uh, had a mishap recently with a train. You have a, seems like you might have a team working, huh? Oh, yes, yes. 
Are you no longer on the train? No, no, I uh, seem to have I lost my balance uh, when I got kicked in the chest. So, uh, as tends to happen. Mm, that's unfortunate. Back at the brew you, uh, the station back, so. Well, I'm not cutting you in on the Echo Stone. Oh, that's not why I was there. You know me better than that, Amir. I, I suspected. Uh, what, what can I help you out with? Well, our, our mutual friends uh, that are on the train, what are the odds that they'll, uh, you think they'd help me in getting back on there and collecting what I need to collect? Hmm. If what you're needing collecting is what I think you're needing, then I have some information for you. If we can come to an agreement, I think I can get them to get it for you. I mean, more bodies can't hurt, I guess. All right. I'll reach out to them now. Thank you kindly. I have a train to catch. Amir calls them up, but gets a, you know, a busy signal or whatever. Out of service signal. They must be in the tunnel and not have service, so... He'll keep trying. You know that it would be faster for you to go to Everfalls and make your way from there. So you fast travel to Everfalls. It's nighttime. It's going to be, let's see, you know that they're in the train. They might be there in like a couple of hours. Do you want to start working your way there? Do you want to wait at the train station for them to arrive? Yeah, I guess I'll start working my way back because if I can meet them before they hit the train station, I feel like moving train is always a... (laughs) a better way to to get in and get out what I need to do than if it stopped at a station where there's way more people. After the three vault hunters had passed Hillbilly Joe in the cafe car, he knows it's time to move. He makes his way towards the private car, passing the fourth member along the way. When he gets to the private car, the gnome bartender is standing at the bar, drinking the final shot in a line of shot glasses. The gnome looks at the psycho and says, Do whatever you want. They're going to kill me chokes for a moment and drops dead from the poison. Hillbilly Joe begins looking through the car, the bookshelf, checking behind paintings, knocking on wood panels, tearing apart the red couch with gold lining. As he walks across the room, he hears his heavy footstep make a knock instead of a thud as he steps on one of the planks. He pulls up a small square panel, revealing the black echo stone along with some documents and a small red gem in the hole. He grabs the black echo and begins to head off. Meanwhile, in Jebediah and Hurley's private room, it's got to be somewhere. Do you think he could have hit it somewhere in the room? Yeah, I reckon he could have. Let's wait a few moments and we'll go back and check. All right. Wynn sets up a pile of explosives on the train tracks and gets back on her Saurian. Later, in the engine car, she sets up a device with magic runes. She touches them in a certain order and they glow green. This is the point of no return. No more brew you unless she gets what she wants or the train crashes. We skip forward a little while and we rejoin our down on his luck vault hunter. You've been walking along the train tracks for a while. And in the distance, you can see the train rising in this big purple bluish swirling aura. Uh, And then a few moments go by and you see the train drop. That can't be good. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, what do you do? Uh, how would I get onto the train at this point? I mean, that might be a self-fulfilling prophecy right there. Of You just saw the train drop from fairly high in the air. I think you would know it's not going to be moving anywhere. It's a stopped train. Not fair. Yeah. 
I guess that's where I get on then. I guess that's when I get to hop on. And you continue walking down the tracks towards the train. Yeah. And now presently on Friend and Foe Adventure Co. All right, you all are walking along the tracks and Business Child goes up right up to Good Boy and says, why do you look like that? Why don't you look like this? I don't know. I don't have... Mind your own business. I swear you didn't have these like ice lines through your body before. Oh, like that. Uh, I'm a ghost. Oh. Now. Okay, look what I found. I found three gold. And you guys are now approaching the train wreck. And Princess Quinsuela comes up and says, I found six. What happened here? Did this all get lifted up like the rest of the train? Hang on, when you say approaching the train wreck, I thought we just come from the train wreck. Oh, what sorry, the about? engine car, the wrecked uh, engine car. Because, you know, the train is the carriages that the engine pulls, Riley. Jesus you, Christ. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I am so sorry. <laughs> this was my fear. It's funny that, you know, we did, what, seven train episodes. And the entire time I was like, when is Phil going to correct me on some train facts? Because <laughs> I know nothing. Well, it's now. <laughs> All of our listeners with an encyclopedic knowledge of trains and their workings are just going to be cringing. Shout out, Char. <laughs> What's going on, dude? <laughs> they stopped listening. They were like, this is too much. These inaccuracies <laughs> are, are ruining the whole podcast. One star. Immersion ruined. So Princess Consuelo is like, yeah, what happened to the engine car? Did it get lifted up? That's what that's what she say. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what happened. Uh huh. It was when when did that certainly wasn't me or pancake. OK, cool. Did you say wind or wind? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it must have been the wind. Never should have come here. Oh, no. I like this somewhat because I'm just now realizing, yes, he was a ghost during that. But does he have memories of being a ghost? Because when the train actually crashed, he was a ghost. He, he was he was ice chunks. Yeah, I uh, I just remember it being very cold and rolling. All right. Well, about 300 squares past the engine wreck, you see a pile of dynamite. It's right there on the tracks, just like Wynn said it would be. Lo and behold, somebody comes walking around, and you recognize this this feller. It's Drake Wilson. Oh, hello. Oh, hey. No? Hey, Drake. Good to see you again. Hey, kind of hesitated there, but that's that's fine. It's yeah. Good to see you. <laughs> you look at Drake, and uh, there is something different about him when you look in his eyes. Okay, so the first thing you notice when you see Drake for the first time after this long time is that what used to be just a blank red eye patch now has a cartoon eye drawn on it, so it's always open. <laughs> so that I can wink properly now. Hey, we haven't seen you since you bailed on us in the Seas 5 mansion. Yeah, but uh, it seems like you didn't need my help after all. You guys really crushed it. I mean... It, the explosion and everything, it was great. And it I helped a little bit. I, I gave you Malcolm. Malcolm shot the the large man, and then I had to go. Yeah, Gryler Curtin. Yes, he did have a name. That is true. It was a thing that I remembered. <laughs> <laughs> I usually end up forgetting the people who betray me after they're dead. It's understandable. Life update. Congratulations to... Friend and Foe Adventure Co., you have you now have the award for not betraying me the longest. Hey, hey, we did it. Do we win anything? 
Uh, well, I do need some help with something. So, so we win helping me as a reward. We win having to help you. Okay. <laughs> this is so exciting. I never win anything. You're the worst Santa ever. Well, let's see if we can't help each other. What are you all here for? We were trying to save the train and all the people on it. Oh, whoops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that didn't go so high. You look about, and there are a good number of people there. A lot of them are injured. Everybody looks rough for wear, except Princess Consuela and Business Child are unscratched. The rest of them, bloody messes. Of course, because we don't hurt children. We save the children. Skyrim rules. Seems you are doing okay so far. Well, yeah, there was this uh, siren lady named Wynne that, uh, well, she kind of caused all this. So we, I don't know. Were we going to go hunt her down? I think we were going to go hunt her down. She flew away on bitch wings, as Tarquin said. <laughs> and then Tarquin takes damage for you referencing his... No, I'm just kidding. Oh, totally kidding. Dear, I'm so You're sorry. At it. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. No, don't, don't. It's like, hey, I'm back to full health. I can spare it. Oh, we did level up. We're back to full health. Oh yeah, you can see I've gotten a little stronger too. I got this this nice new combat rifle here. Found it on a corpse. Nice. That I killed. What's her name? The rifle, not the corpse. <laughs> it's called the Abiding Impaler. Oh, nice. Fancy. I knew a girl called that at high school. <laughs> Man, I wish I knew the uh, the spiel that Solid Snake gives about the the pistol. You know the one, the meme. I would recite that, but I don't remember it. <laughs> Insert solid snake speech. Yeah. <laughs> hmm, the feeding ramp's polished to a mirror sheen. Nearly every part of this gun has been expertly crafted and customized. I just wanted to admire his rifle. Wink. I'll give you guys a reminder because it has been months. Your original mission is to get to Everfalls because there's some ice siren queen's disciple that was spotted in the area. Side mission was getting the Black Echo. And then side, side mission, saving the train. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, yeah, you guys, did you get did you get the Black Echo that ended up with you? Uh, I don't have it. I don't know what you're talking about. Hmm. Oh, all right. I kind of was hoping that you would get it because the alternative seems worse. Where, where did you, where did you find it at least? Where's the, someone was holding it, right? It was a, it was a Griff, Griff? Grizz. And Grizz. Uh, he perished tragically, kind of deserved it, but that's fine. Is he around? I'd like to talk to him. He is. Murder, murdered or otherwise. Yeah. Wait, you can, you can talk to him when he's murdered? Uh, I can try. Like a ghost? <laughs> he was in the private car. Uh, we could search the wreckage for it. That's like 300 squares away, dude. I'm not walking back there. Oh, the dynamite's 300 squares. Wait, is where's the... You're at the engine car, so it might be like a little 15-minute walk back to the wrecked, the wreckage of the rest of the train. Is dynamite better than a grenade? Uh, I mean, these are like barrels and barrels of explosives, little dynamite sticks wrapped together. It's not really something you could replace. You Maybe you could hold some of it. You could probably carry some. I would allow that. I want to take some. But it's all very unstable, so you'll have to uh, roll an yeah, interact cool. check to maybe defuse it. What if I blow up like Arts from Lost? 
that's exactly what I was thinking of. And I'm so glad that there's more Lost references. <laughs> right. What am I rolling? Uh, interact. Okay. I am interacting with a 16. You managed to get uh, some dynamite out. It's just going to be one dynamite, but we'll give it to you. And it'll be like a little combat item type thing that you could use instead of a grenade that will do 1d12 damage. Thanks. And we'll treat it like uh, Torg, where, oh, it'll it'll be like full splash damage because it's so highly volatile. You hear the crackling of your echo stones going. (laughs) Oh yeah, Amir wanted a word. Probably figure out how to answer that. Hmm, bad reception out here. I don't mean to be suspicious, Mr. Drake Wilson, your highness, sir, but like, why why are you conveniently here? Well, now, currently, I'm here to go have a conversation with that corpse. Okay. Uh, before that, I need to have a conversation with the person that was that corpse, and I got kicked off of the train by a man that I hired, which is a thing that keeps happening to me. Oh, sucks. And then I died horribly, but not before I saw that there was group of adventurers like yourselves uh, also on the train. So I figured maybe we can help each other out in the future. I'm going to poke Drake Wilson and make sure he's not a mimic. <laughs> I, I poke him back. I mutate into a mimic and eat Drake Wilson. <laughs> oh no! Literally was going to say the same thing. Uh, Tarquin was a mimic the whole time! Tarquin's frivolous <laughs> fact for today, he's actually a mimic. <laughs> I also love that, like, you know, poking a mimic is obviously the way it's going to reveal itself. 100% will work. Uh, roll an insight check. Everybody can roll one except for Drake. I got a nat one. Ooh, nat 20. I got 17. Got a 19. Tarquin remains suspicious that his poke might not have been sufficient enough to expose the mimic which is before him, but everybody else clearly remembers seeing a familiar body tumbling down the side of the train as they were chasing after Bada Bing and them. Oh my god, we did see that! (laughs) Could have been anyone, though. Whatever. (laughs) Well, it was me. I guess it was actually, it was a different me. That was a different time. I am now a new Drake Wilson. Drake Wilson Jr., and I have to have vengeance for the me that was thrown down the hill and ran into that pole. Yeah, that sounds reasonable. But first, I have to go have a conversation with the corpse real quick. So you guys can, you know, pick up dynamite or follow me or whatever you want to do. What do you think, guys? I'm going to stay here. I'm not going back to that wreckage. Yeah, I mean, there's there's some gold kicking around. Look at Business Kid and, and Princess Consuela. They're, they're finding all kinds of fun stuff. Hey, side note, just a little insight here. He found three, she found six, which adds up to nine, and that is the amount that wins shield dropped. Oh. Nine gold, cheap bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And that is six points of damage. Thank you very much. The crackling on your echo stones comes through even more, and... Can you hear me? A little. Can you hear us? Hello? Can you hear me now? Stop interrupting the device. Okay, Amir, I'm going to say now, and you tell me when you hear it. Now. (laughs) Can you... Now! (laughs) Jesus Christ, guys, he's he's Kylin really hard. Yeah. Wait, who's who's Kyle? 
<laughs> uh, Echo stones like phones. If we go to like higher ground, will that be better? Here, get on my shoulders. <laughs> Give me an insight check. 18. You're thinking like, oh, maybe something is interrupting the, is disrupting the call. And it makes you think of like, oh, how did that siren bitch uh, stop the fast, or, you know, fast travel and respawn. So you think maybe there must be a device around there somewhere that's disrupting all of that. Guys, I think there might be a device around here somewhere that's disrupting all of that. Should we find it? Well, do we, are we, should we do a split party? Like, does anyone want to go back to the wreckage with Drake and find Grizz's body? Because some of us can stay here and find the device and other people can go back there if they want. Yeah, I could, I could go with uh, Drake and give the corpse another kick. I wouldn't mind that. Great, more the merrier. I can stay because I'm not sure about Drake right now because he did ditch us. All right, I head walking off that way. I guess Mercurius is coming with me. Yeah. Anyone else? I'd be one last. Uh, I'll stay here. Are you sure? Because this is the perfect opportunity for another Lost reference. (laughs) We have to go back. Uh, Yeah, no no more Lost references for me this week. Okay. That was a one-time thing, Riley. He reached his quota. Mercurius, Drake, you start heading back towards there. The rest of you are staying there. Hurley is helping... Jeb, you know, he's got that missing leg now, and they're wobbling, hobbling down the tracks, and they turn to you and say, no, I think we can handle this. If you need to do something else, if you need to stay around here, that's okay. We're just gonna keep heading up, and we'll get to Everfalls. Yeah, okay, bye. Bye! And Princess Consuela's like, I'm gonna go too! That way I'm not here for the whole adventure. Bye! <laughs> so the ones that are staying behind, that would be Tarquin, Good Boy, and Phaleon. What are you doing? Are you going to be searching for that device or? Right, guys, plan. If we use the Echo Stone to like, I don't know, make, if we have a call going or we're playing Summit, like an Echo Cast or whatever, we can use it like a scanner. When we're near the device, it'll become more broken up and staticky, right? Yeah, that's a good idea. Sounds good to me. That's what we're going to do then. I'm going to... What does... Can an Echo Stone play music? Or like... I mean, we have like... like, Yeah, Echo Casts, Echo Stations. There's all sorts of Echo things. Yeah, okay. We're just going to turn it to like Echo Radio or whatever. Everfalls FM. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you turn it to some random thing. And then roll me... You just roll like a search check. Uh, I only got a 12. So you start off, you turn on your Echo Stone to some random station, and you can hear like, When you have trials and tribulations, you must amp- And you start walking around, and it stays just as staticky. Sometimes it even clears up just a hair. Eventually, you start walking towards the wreckage of the engine car, and it starts getting more and more staticky and staticky, and now you're it's just pure static. Okay, so it's definitely in the engine car. Around the end car, yeah. Like, the engine car's on its side, and the roof is ripped off. There's some debris scattered about. Okay, well, I guess I'm just start just, like, searching through the debris. Wait, no, actually, if we destroy this device, that'll sort things out, right? Yeah, like, it'll clear up your Echo Stones. It definitely ensure fast travel and respawn okay. is enabled again. So, if we know that it's in the engine... I'm just going to chuck my dynamite, or near the engine, I'm just going to chuck the dynamite in that direction, blow the whole fucking thing up, and then, ta-da! You light it, you throw it, 
I'm not even going to make you roll or anything for it. Uh, you don't even need to roll the damage. I like this immediate use of dynamite, and it explodes, and then immediately on your echo stone, you hear whisper into the echo, and you will be fully embraced. You are not alone. And then you turn it off. Okay, now we can speak to Amir. Hooray. Nice. Hey, you've reached Amir. What's up? I'm going to hand the Echo Stone to Phaleon because I don't feel like making small talk with Amir after my recent bereavement. Um, You called us and so we're just calling you back. What's up? Oh, yeah, you've been out of service way longer. Like, you should have been out of the tunnel like an hour ago. Yeah, some things happened. Okay, well, you remember your old friend Drake Wilson, right? Uh, it's a loose version of the word friend. Well, you know... You take what you can get out here. He doesn't try and kill you, and that's all that matters to me. He and I came to an agreement, and uh, and we could use your help on a little something-something. He's got his mission, and he could use your help accomplishing it. You guys must be close to arriving at Everfalls, but if you can help him out. I know he's looking for Bada Bing and Grizz. I, I'm sure we'll be able to find them, but what do we need with those people? Well, he needs to have a chat with Grizz, and I think that you could help him get that chat accomplished. Well, he's already headed to find them with Mercurius. Oh, I guess that's something. You could help him. That would be nice. Whatever they need. I guess just wait for word from them, I suppose. Okay. Is there anything else? Uh, did you get that black echo stone? Um, maybe. <laughs> I'm the one that's paying you for it. <laughs> okay, yes. Yes, we did. Okay, great. When you get to Everfalls, you can put it in a little echo box and it'll teleport to me. I'll give you the coordinate. We'll arrange payment there. What was the payment again? 500 gold each. Okay. All right, now let's go to Mercurius and Drake. You're approaching the wreckage, Drake. Wow, this is your first time seeing it. There's one car that is standing upright across the tracks and then the other car that's connected behind it is slanted upwards into the trees in the jungle. Uh, there's no cars on the other end of it, but there is a hill on that other side. You guys are f- fast approaching that. I don't know if Mercurius wants to give directions or whatnot, but uh, yeah, he was in that one last I saw. I'm just looking over the wreckage and stuff and being like, wow, that, that went way sideways, huh? Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah, mm. <laughs> I wish we could have stopped her. I guess let's get in there. Yeah. As you approach, a bunch of jabbers come out of the car and you can see that they're carrying random things like a painting. Two of them are carrying a torn up red couch with gold lining out <gasps> and they're heading off into the the jungle. Not the couch. Oh, well, um, are they good? Are they just going to keep walking if we don't pick a fight? Yeah, like they're scattering into the jungle, so okay. your presence has disrupted them. Yeah, unless you want that couch. I mean, we're good. I'm good. Yeah, I don't want to have to haul it back. Good boy's going to be sad, though. We won't We won't tell him. Off in the distance, good boy does like the Obi-Wan Kenobi thing. He like <laughs> clutches his chest and has to sit down. Yeah, sometimes we make decisions, and then we don't tell anyone about them, especially if they go bad. So I agree. You guys climb up the ramp of the outside of the private car. You get to the door and you look in there. You see the dead gnome, but oh boy, where's the dead Grizz? Oh man, 
Do you think the Jabbers would have taken Grizz? He was right there. He was right there. Uh, yeah, I guess we look. I guess we find out. Can we search? Can we do a search thing? Yeah, do a search check. <laughs> Five. <laughs> <laughs> I got a, I got a one plus a two. <laughs> okay, yeah. You both are searching inside of the private car, and all you find is a little square that you didn't notice before. Well, Mercurius didn't notice before. There's a square hole in the floor that is empty. But other than that... Hmm. Secret compartment. And where does the round shape go? That's right, in the square hole. hole. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Square hole's empty? Yep. Damn. So, Mercurius, quick question. How dead was Grizz when you left? Uh, As far as I know, he was poisoned. It was, what was it, acetone that he drank? It was terrible. We were gearing up for a, a big boss fight with him, you know, and uh, as we're squaring off, he just kind of dropped. And then gnome bartender over there, he's also dead. He went and checked the pulse and said, ah, oh, we lost him. And loot popped out of him. So that's that's about how dead he was, loot, loot popping. Yeah, yeah. Normally that means dead, dead. Well, shall we investigate? Yeah. Yeah, you can hear off in the distance those jabbers. But other than that, you're not finding a whole lot. You do hear Amir come through. Oh, I finally got you. Okay, uh, never mind. I talked to the rest of them. You're good. But they said that you're helping Drake. Thanks, Mercurius. You're the best. Hey, I'm the best. Best guy. I don't know what the rest of them are doing, but, you know, surely it must be really important to not be here with you all. Well, yeah, they had to, they had to fix the radio, you know, so we could call you. Great, great. I'm glad they did that. Me too. Good teamwork, guys. Everybody, well done. Our job here is complete. All right, so now with zero clues, what do you guys want to do? Uh, maybe I could roll insight to maybe I could know if Grizz wasn't dead, what Grizz would do. Go ahead. If I were Grizz, where would I be? If I were Grizz and I rolled a 16, what would I do? Ooh. Okay, all right. You think that he would head straight to where he needs to go to accomplish his mission. So you think he would have walked along the tracks if he was alive to Ever Falls so that he could finish his mission of advocating for a good old Victor over there. But you did not pass him on the way, so doesn't look super good. Yep, that's unfortunate. Uh, yeah, if I were Grizz, I would have headed there. But we didn't. we didn't see him. So uh-huh. either we're blind or he found another way. He's a pretty big guy and he's wearing a pretty gaudy outfit. We would have noticed him. Yeah. Unless he fast traveled. Ooh. That's how, that's how I got ahead of the train. Fast travel was disabled. It didn't come back online when, well, I guess it would have come back online when Tarquin blew blew the, blew the it up. God damn you all to hell. Roll me an insight. Insight. I'm feeling about 12 insightful today. That is literally exactly what you needed. Yes. You think about, oh, those jabbers came and you saw them carrying off the couch and some other goods in their hands, various like uh, valuables. And then you think about his outfit and how it was like this glorious gold outfit. And I did mention he had a gaudy outfit on. Yeah. I think the jabbers took him. Oh, I mean... Yeah, I guess I wouldn't put it past him. He had like a gold suit and rings and necklaces. And he, he was to the nines. So he he looks valuable. Yeah, he is. He is valuable. I guess we go <laughs> jabber hunting. We're going jabber hunting. You guys get out of the train car and start heading 
off into the jungle, the direction that you saw the Jabbers go. Are you? Uh, I was just gonna say I'll call the rest of the crew and say, "Hey, we're going. We're going on a safari. We're going Jabber hunting because I think they took Grizz's body. So that's where we're going. I don't know about you guys." Darkwind doesn't have his Echo Stone, so Phaleon, you're holding his Echo Stone. <laughs> I'm just going to talk to Tarquin and Good Boy and ask, like, should we go? Did they say where they were following the Jabbers? No, but I can ask. Uh, we can hear them in direction from the thing. From the thing. It's the direct. It's that direction. North-left. I guess we could <laughs> try and sort of head round and pincer the Jabbers, you know, like, go at them from two directions. Okay. They're east. That's I had to pull up the old map and look at it. East of <laughs> east of the wreckage. So for you all, southeast. We're gonna pincer the jabbers and jabber the pincer. Jab the pincer raiders. Okay, we'll we'll head southeast and we'll see you somewhere there. You all start heading that direction. You're wandering for a little while. Mercurius and Drake, you have the advantage of being able to follow the sounds. So you're, you've got a pretty nice, clear direction you're following. Uh, until eventually that fades as you get deeper. They're they're moving faster than you were. You know, you guys are just wandering, wandering, and the group meets up because that's going to make things way easier to have the group together. Good directions. Either you're good at giving directions or you're good at following directions or both. But Your echo stones, right? They could like somewhat tell where you were. Oh, no, yeah. Like, don't, like, don't diminish our expert tracking <laughs> skills. Send them the, the <laughs> GPS coordinates. Like Borderlands 1, where it was the compass originally, they didn't have the mini-map, and you just had to, like, little icons would pop up, and it's like, this way, over that way. And then you pass it, and all of a sudden the compass spins around, and it's like, oh, it's behind me now. It's underneath me. How is that possible? (laughs) Yeah. So now you all are joined back up, and you don't hear the jabbers anymore. Uh, You know, if somebody... Uh, had like a tracking skill that they were like really good at tracking things. Maybe they could roll that search tracking check. Oh, hey, that's me. Hey. (laughs) I'll do that. Hey, guys, I'm really good at tracking. So let me see if I can find out where these jabbers have gone, right? Great idea. (laughs) I got a one. (laughs) (laughs) You are super confident you have found the trail. (laughs) And you start following it, and lo and behold, you're back at the train, the train wreckage, because you were following the tracks of Drake and Mercurius. That's really not where I want to be, guys. Oh, no. God damn it. You can see the wreckage. You're, you know, it's not super close, but in the distance you see like the scattering of the metal and the debris on the floor of the jungle. So, but still a little tender for you. Okay, right. I know that's a bit disappointing, but we don't have jabbers in New Albion, so like I don't really know what I'm looking for. Okay, but can you track the jabbers that came from here? Can, can, we, can you give it another go, maybe? Maybe if we let him smell like a piece of the jabber's clothing. <laughs> if you want to give it another go, you can. This time it's a 16. This time you've got a pretty decent tracking. You're looking at the vines and you're noticing some look a little like worn on certain parts where jabbers might have been swinging from and some tree branches are broken. All that tracking stuff, but eventually lose sight there. But you you happen upon a little clearing in the jungle and there's a 
stone slab on the ground and you see a man with a leather fedora on his head wearing this nice leather jacket, like a bomber jacket. He's crouched over the stone and he's got a little brush and he's he's wiping away on the stone. Oh, you seen any jabbers carrying a couch? Uh, hey, uh, there's jabbers all around here. You, you, they love to grab the loot and they're taking them somewhere. These ones are especially thieving little, conniving little things. But I, that's why I'm here. I'm here to study why these ones are so much more uh, devious than other ones. So instead of studying the jabbers, you're just looking at a piece of rock. There's runes in here. You can't pass it. I'm a very well-established, distinguished archaeologist. My name is Harrison Dodge. Maybe you've heard of me? <laughs> no. You know, I, I write children's books, too. Uh, some people know me from that, but it's okay. It's not a big deal, but I love just going around places and finding things that should be in museums and leaving them there because I'm very respectful of where things should be. But I go home and I write about them and release them as books. Anyways, yeah, yeah. So I was just studying this, and it, there's, it looks like there's some sort of guardian or something here that people used to donate or, or trip give tribute this treasure to and i don't know if that has anything to do with these jabbers loving to take random things over to wherever they're taking it hmm. does the do, do the runes say anything about where this guardian like lives does it have a shrine or a temple or something where, like where do you take the offerings well that's what i've been trying to track lately and i did see those jabbers i'm pretty sure you were talking about i heard them pass by here i saw a couple they were carrying a little bit of loot, and uh, they headed this direction. If you guys want to join up and we can go and look. Did you see a dead body? Were they carrying a couch and a giant dead dude? I didn't see a couch or a dead dude. I just saw them carrying various jewelry, or uh, one of them had this weird gun and just random stuff. That's what they do. They just take random stuff that they think might be valuable. Well, I guess that's our best shot then. All right, this way. And he starts leading you towards a direction. He's pointing at the signs of the tracking thing and, and talking about how, oh, there used to be a civilization here, but the people just vanished or something happened to them. I don't really understand. No one really knows what happened to them, but said that there was a that there was some sort of civilization here and need to find out what happened to them. And then eventually, you know, he's telling this boring, boring story history lessons blah 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 and you reach a cliff that has a ton of vines going up the cliff face time for traverse checks time for me to fall to my death wait how did they get a couch up there teamwork (laughs) yeah if you want to roll traverse go for it everybody would have to i got a nine for my traverse 18 for me 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 (laughs) 16 for drake wilson I got six. Eleven. Phaleon, good boy, Tarquin, you all start to climb and you grab onto a piece and it it breaks. The others start to climb, but uh, roll me an insight, the three of you. Sixteen. Twelve. Thirteen. All three of you notice that when the vine breaks and it reveals some of that cliff face, that the rock behind the vines is a lot more deliberate. It's, It's smoother. It looks like there might be some etchings in there. Can we start like just ripping more of the vines down so we can see the etchings? Yeah. Or can I use my buzz axe to cut them down? Yes. Nice. There you go. Yeah. Go for it. How careful are you going to be? Uh, I'm never careful with my buzz axe. Awesome. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and just roll. Let's do interact. So seven. 
I mean, it's your buzz axe. You are slashing at it. It's shaking the vines above as it's hacking things off. Drake and Mercurius, you're above, and those vines start shaking, and you look down, and you see Good Boy just hacking away at vines. Ah, I knew I was going to fall off of these vines, no matter how good my traverse check was. He's real bad at climbing. Yeah, you remember. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you've hacked away, and you've revealed this, this stone slab. Harrison rushes forward and says, oh, stop, 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 you're damaging it. Oh, man, what is this? We've got to study this. Yells up to you two. I don't know if you want to keep climbing or come back down here, but we've got something down here. So I'm going to like tie like some vines together as I'm coming back down so we can have like footholds and handholds the next time if we need to get back up there. Smart move. Very good. Sensible. Okay. Yeah. You all get down there. Harrison Dodge is wiping away at little etchings and whatnot, and he starts reading it, looking at it. And what you see is these etchings, and then there's these four square kind of holes in the stone uh, equally spaced apart it says something about letters are the keys to unlock the path ahead three letters one repeating what is a key and you look around and you can see some stones with letters on them the four letter word what letters are on them it's the whole alphabet oh but there's like multiples of vowels so there's two of each vowel i'm gonna spell fuck Okay, yeah, you take the four letters, you spell fuck, and they all turn red. Can we hear the riddle again? Letters are the keys to unlock the path ahead. Three letters, one repeating, what is a key? Hmm. Man, I wish I was better at puzzles. (laughs) It's probably not suck. I was really expecting some kind of trap to go off when I spelled fuck. So I was going to say open, but that's not right, because it needs a letter that repeats, right? <gasps> What's the elvish word for friend? <laughs> Melon. <laughs> uh, that's more you than You say that letters. and it opens. <laughs> hey, we did it. It's a riddle with another riddle's answer. <laughs> uh, I'm going to try door. Yeah, so you put door in there, and the O and the O turn green. Do any of them turn yellow? The other two are red. This is just Wordle. Okay, just for a laugh, boob. (laughs) Nice. Two mounds pop out of the wall, but nothing else happens. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Damn it. Forgot my wife's on this podcast. This should be easy. We have two of the letters now. (laughs) Okay, but we know it's not F, U, C, or K, or B, right? Oh, and it's not D or R because door wasn't right. Right. So it wouldn't be like room. I doubt it. It's not zoom. That doesn't make sense in the context of the riddle. Doom. Not doom. No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, could it be tool? (gasps) That's a good one. Oh, a key is a tool to open a door. You put tool in. They all turn green. Yes, Alien. Yes. That didn't take that long at all. Good job. It was really smart. So I feel doing actual Wordle. I just stare at it and there's nothing. <laughs> Why isn't this solving, damn it? Why do I know no words? <laughs> Can't believe this is my first language. <laughs> you hear a loud crunch and some stone grinding and a large segment, a large square segment of the door pushes inward and then slides to the left. And reveals an opening in the cliff face. And where do the adventurers go? That's right, in the square hole. 
I already made that joke. Can I make it again? That's fine. Yes. Rule of threes. It has to come back one more time. Okay, I'll try try and make a third one. Welcome to Somewhere in the Middle of the Episode, where we do ads. If you want to support us directly, we just started a coffee or Ko-Fi, and you can donate money, buy us badass tokens, if you will, so that we can do certain things like buy new music, buy artwork, buy new equipment or software. Everything you donate will go back into the show. So you can go to coffee.com slash FFAdventureCo. There's a link in the episode description if you want to support us directly. If you want to try Bunkers and Badasses for yourself, you totally should. And you should let us know how your adventures go. But first, you need the source book. So go to nerdvanagames.com and buy yourself a source book. If you enjoy listening to us, then go check out Bad Assets. Ian Moss, who has played Drake Wilson in our podcast, he is the BM over there. And he BMs for a great group of folks. They have great chemistry. And right now they are playing through the Assault on Dragon Keep, which is in the source book. It's really fun. Such a good group. You can watch it on YouTube and they have the actual battle maps and whatnot, or you can listen wherever you podcast. Bad assets. If you look inside, it is a dark hallway. You, know, you can't see that far ahead of you in there. We got any torches? Are we torched up? Harrison Dodge should go first because he's expendable, right? No offense, dude. <laughs> No, no, you're right, you're right. I'm the main character here. There's no way I could die. Yes, that's that's exactly what I meant. Yeah, he he's okay with that. He looks at the walls, it examines it a little bit, and he says, this is so fascinating. There's so much that, to learn from this. We must be close to the Lost Runes. Uh, and he, he finds a, what is that called on the wall? A That holds right. a torch, like a, you know. Scumps. A brazier. Thank you. Bracket. Both are great. With all three. Oh my goodness. Look at all these words you're coming up with. Torch holder. <laughs> That's the one I'm going to go with. <laughs> he finds a torch holder. <laughs> all these great names. He finds the torch holder and he lights the the tip of the torch and he lights the way. Oh wait, that got sensual. He illuminates the room and he starts to walk in. You all are follow? You all are follow? All of your follow are belong to us. <laughs> yeah, I am. I am our follow. I don't think the jabbers came this way, but sure. Such follow, much lead. <laughs> he stops partway through and he starts looking at the walls and the floor and he says, it, it all seems so deliberate here. The walls are a lot more smooth. They've paved this with stone pavements, square rocks. And where do the square rocks go? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm done. I'm glad that's over. Just wait until later. There's going to be a perfect circle. Stop. Damn it. And you ruined it. Uh, yeah, I rushed I rushed it. I wanted to get it over with. Yeah, so he's on the ground. He's looking at all that stuff. Do you guys walk past him or you tell him to keep going? Whatever you want to do. I don't Yeah, just pat him on the back, push him forward. Nerd. Grunts a little. You're, you're right. You're right. There's more, there's more fascinating things that had to be found. Everybody roll me a d20. 15. Nine. Six. Eight. Eighteen. Okay, Drake, you rolled the lowest. Uh-huh. So roll me a D8. Uh, full eight. You're walking. You feel a stone underneath your foot press down and give a little bit. And then you take your next step as you're, you're in stride. And a stone in front of you pops up, catches your foot, and it causes you to stumble a little bit. You take three points of embarrassment damage. Oh, I go straight to health. <laughs> yep. 
I'll try and stand. I'll stand myself back up. I'll like by like bracing myself on the wall. These are the deadliest traps of all. <laughs> they attack your self confidence. A step that's just a millimeter too high. With that, are you all just going to continue walking? Yeah, I don't know yeah. if anybody would have necessarily noticed that. Yeah, you know, like they would have been like, "Oh, okay, walk much." <laughs> no, we we all saw it. I already <laughs> sent a message on the Echo Cast saying, "Oh my God, Drake Wilson, OMG." <laughs> 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 okay um who's the next lowest i had a nine Somebody got a nine okay yeah roll me I a had d8 an eight. oh kimmy okay kimmy oh, you sorry. roll me a d8 okay i don't really want to <laughs> a six you step forward uh, after seeing that you know you're not paying attention or anything and you feel one of the stones pressed beneath your feet and then a bunch of small rocks shower on top of your head and you take one point of damage. Um, guys, I'm noticing there might be some booby traps on the floor. Can I grab Harrison Dodge and just, like, push him forward into the corridor? Aren't those on the door? <laughs> oh, no! Why did that take me so long to understand? I was so I was waiting. I was like, oh, no, okay, nothing. All right, cool. <laughs> Move on. I'm, I totally get it. Oh, guys. the boobs. The, yeah. <laughs> Those weren't booby traps. Those were booby treasures. Oh. <laughs> Can the BM take damage? Is that a thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll take a D20 of damage, 12, God's dead. So the rest is up to you all. <laughs> okay, yeah. Is that what you're doing? Are you pushing? Uh, unless someone stops me, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to stop you. So go ahead. Uh, roll in. Uh, let's do just an interact. Uh, 16. Okay. Well, he rolled the three. I was going to do like a little competing thing. He stumbles forward and I'm going to roll a D hate D hate for him. <laughs> D hate. <laughs> As he stumbles through his foot lands on a stone that goes down and then poison darts come out and fly at him and hit him. And he takes two four four points of damage and then he continues to stumble after being hit with that and an another stone falls down in front of him a large log tied on vines swings down in front of him and hits him and knocks him backwards jesus i thought his name was dodge <laughs> <laughs> that time it just deals two damage somehow it's really lightweight log. It's like balsa wood. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Cool. I think the way's clear now. Thanks, Harrison. Sweet. You know the two who have already hit traps? Are they safe now? No, nobody's safe. Oh, okay. Spoiler. Fine. Well, I'm going to search for tracks. Tracks? Traps. traps. You're so. trying to justify a plus five. I know you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. I'm searching for traps. And I got a 17. You notice that the color of these stones that have been pressing in is slightly darker than the others. Guys, don't tread on the darker ones. Can I do a traverse to see if I can sort of like tiptoe along without touching any of the bad ones? Yeah, everybody can roll a traverse check now with that knowledge to see if they can avoid it. Oh, I got a five. <laughs> 18, I'm dancing around. Drake, you make it through wonderfully. Do you remember how I said Tarquin couldn't tie shoelaces? I think this is going to hinder me this time. <laughs> Eight. Nineteen. Got a dirty twenty. Nice. Drake, Phaleon, and good boy, you make it to the end. No problem. Harrison, 
Tarquin, Mercurius, roll d8s. One. Seven. Harrison Dodge collects himself. He starts walking forwards. He's trying to avoid the dark stones, but he manages to step right on top of one. In a hurry, he tries to shuffle forward. Another one of those raising step happens, and he stumbles, and he takes one point of embarrassment damage. Uh, It was worse when he did it. (laughs) (laughs) He knew about that. He should know better. not even original. (laughs) What did you roll, Tarquin? Seven. Okay, yeah, so you step... And you feel it start to go and you're like, oh, shoot, I can go and I can I can dodge out of the way. And you try to dodge out of the way, but you've stepped on your own shoelaces and you fall face first as these rocks fall down and shower on top of you, dealing one point of damage. (laughs) Polystyrene rocks painted gray, movie prop rocks. (laughs) Exactly. And then you get up. Mercurius is laughing at you. He's laughing at both of them, thinking like, yeah, I got this. And he steps on one. A large boulder drops down from the ceiling and starts to roll towards you all. This is the one. This is where, man, this is where the square hole joke would have been good. (laughs) (laughs) Fourth was better than the third. It worked. Shit. You just edit the third one out. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, now I'm done with square hole jokes. Drake, Phaleon, Mercurius, you're all safe. The rest of you need to roll a traverse check. Sprint. Sprint check. 19. Four. Harrison Dodge, Tarquin, you manage to keep right on ahead of it. Occasionally you trip something and it'll, rocks will fall, but you're going so fast that it doesn't even hit you. Mercurius, you're getting kind of the blowback of all that and trying to dodge them behind everybody else (laughs) and falling behind more and more. You're almost out. You don't quite make it though because that boulder catches up to you right as you're at the end. It hits into your back and pushes you forward. It rolls over you and, and then rolls on and everybody's cleared out of the way on the other side and you take nine points of damage. Okay. I thought you were going to say it crushes you to death. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was a close one. Sorry, fella. Oh, I'm good. You'll do better next time, kid. I don't know what Harrison Ford says. (laughs) Or Indiana Jones. He says, great kid, don't get cocky. Oh, because Dodge is a car, like a Ford. I get it. (laughs) Oh, there you go. That large boulder continues to roll forward and then drops into like this little pond. You look about this cavern and it is... Gorgeous. Wow, you have arrived. There is green foliage growing out of cracks in the stone flooring. That that same kind of like stone, um, what do you call those? Like uh, pavers? You know, just rocks intentionally placed to be decorative and, and give a walking path. But there's like, you know, it's been overgrown because nobody's been keeping, uh, taking care of it. And there's small ponds scattered throughout. They've got moss in them. They've got little lily pads, whatnot. You look at the cave walls and there are trees and vines that breach the wall on the ceiling of the cavern and the walls of the caverns. And in those trees, you can see little huts and you can see jabbers just kind of like lounging about. They aren't even really paying you any mind. They're just eating, they're chilling, sleeping. And then near the back, at the peak of the cavern is a canopy of green leaves and you can see sunlight coming down through that. Where those sun rays lead is down to a small stone 
town kind of thing that you can see. Uh, it's got like rock walls surrounding it, and you can see some little rock buildings in there. And Harrison steps forward, takes off his hat, puts it to his chest. Uh, these must be the lost ruins of Arcan. It's said the people of Arcan worshipped the Jabbers, and all their finest goods would be given to the Guardian. I don't know if the Guardian must be here, if it's still alive. Wow, that's crazy. You can see a couple of Jabbers come down from that canopy at the top of the cavern, slide down some vines. They're carrying some stuff, and they go behind the walls into the town, and and then they come out, and they're not carrying anything. Can I talk to them? Yeah, they're a little ways ahead of you. They're a little more, they're more into the, I mean, you could talk to any on the walls or Intellectually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <sighs> they're streets ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to give them the, the Tarzan treatment, like, me, Mercurius, you, Jabber. <laughs> they're just going to look at me like I'm an idiot. <laughs> uh, where Grizz? Shiny orc. Roll me a talk check. I mean, you're doing. I'm. You're doing this. This is happening. You're talking to one of the jabbers up in a hut nearby. Oh, you're gonna love this. I rolled a one. One of them throws a banana down at you and hits you right in the face, dealing mm-hmm. four points of damage. I'm just glad it wasn't poop. Oh, <laughs> son of a! <laughs> it's too late. I already said it. But oh. Thank goodness. Well, but, you know. Yeah, I'm not talking to any more jabbers. I'm done. going forward. Is, is that banana on the floor now? Yeah. Great. I'm just, I'm just noting that for use later. <laughs> mm. You guys are like at the entrance of this, but it's like 50, 60 squares ahead of you to eat to the town. Wow. Well, I mean, that's where I got to go. I got to push past Harrison and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You keep on at this maybe go open a box that should never be opened or something i am busy now why don't you go drink out of a goblet that's real plain so you don't die instantly i don't know what y'all are saying but yeah let's i'm I'm with you let's discover what we've got to discover but don't disturb the jabbers they don't seem like they're meaning us any harm at this point so you all start walking forward you approach the town it is rock walls some of them are decrepit or decaying they're falling Uh, and as you enter the town there are two buildings to your left stone buildings some of them are falling apart but there's entrances you could you can hear the faint sounds of jabbers and then to your right there's more two more buildings and then in front of you there are these six pillars that are surrounding a dry decorative stone fountain Uh, and then even further back all the way back against the wall of the little the encampments is a large tree that is growing out of the biggest building of them all. And this building looks fancier. It looks like it could be a temple or something. And it has a very large entrance. It's a three square wide entrance and three squares tall, beautiful engravings on it. It's some gold line decorative engravings and whatnot that is what you see and there's pillars in front of there there's one of the pillars that's collapsed it's fancy let's go there are we going there yeah you start to walk in you keep going into the town you see a a barrel or two around near the pillars like a red barrel and a yellow barrel uh there's some there's a pile and you can see a bunch of junk in that pile it's like in the right corner of the area by the building 
And as you get closer, you see the jabbers are coming over the walls, coming down onto the floor of it, and they go inside the building, and then they come out, and they're empty-handed. They're carrying in some gold, or they're carrying in some really big bananas or various jungle fruits. There's definitely other fruits and stuff than bananas. I know that, guys. That's... (laughs) Like, we all know that. I don't have to say them. I don't have to name other fruits. Uh, but yeah. Apples. Apples are another. Apples. There's an apple. One is definitely carrying an apple. Broccoli. Damn it. <laughs> uh, tomatoes. Tomatoes. <laughs> I don't know that one. Very small rocks. <laughs> Churches. Rocks that are shaped like things like hearts and... Yeah. So you see that kind of happening as as you get closer and closer. And they really aren't paying any attention to you. Yeah, I have a feeling they're going to pay attention when we walk into the temple, though. Is this going to be like a Cave of Wonders deal where, like, oh, we can't touch anything. Touch nothing but the Grizz. (laughs) (laughs) I have an idea. I'm going to pick up the biggest banana that I can see, and I'm going to try to carry it into the temple. Okay, do a search check. Uh, It's in nine. You know what? You find a decent-sized banana. It's not the biggest thing. And you walk into the temple. Everybody else is going to stay outside, I'm guessing, right? That's a really good idea. I mean, do as the Romans do. Yeah, I'm going to wait a second. Yeah, I'm going to hang back and see how this goes dreadfully wrong. I'm going to start looking for fancy rocks. Okay, give me a search check. Okay. Oh, jeez. Um, let me see if I have an ad. Oh, I do. Uh, eight. Give me a shake. I was trying to find a heart because, you know, they were, they were taking in heart shaped rocks. You find what looks like a broken heart shape. It's it's like, you know, two thirds of a heart. Uh, that's mine. Oh, Oh. so the two of you, Phaleon, good boy, you're walking in. It's not, I was just looking for one. I wasn't going to go in. I was just being prepared just in case. Okay, then you've got your your two-thirds rock heart. But good boy is going in. All the confidence in the world, this this fella. You get in there, and it's it's very dimly lit. You know, there's some cracks where... There's a big hole where the tree grew out of, so there's some light shining in through there. There's various cracks in the walls where light is shining through in the ceiling. And you can see there is a lot of different loot in here. As you get a little bit closer in, you see... The biggest jabber you have ever seen lounging on a huge pile of gold and gems. And it's taking the gold and picking it up and just showering on it on it itself, on itself. But it's not really looking much at you at this point. Is there anything that I can sort of hide behind, I guess, to stay out of its view? Various mounds of treasure. Okay. Dude, if you put the ring on, it won't see you. (laughs) (laughs) This has to be our most reference-filled episode ever. God, it's just (laughs) jam-packed with them. Hey, uh, do you guys mind if we take a quick bathroom break? Oh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go for it. Okay, I'll be back. Mercurius, you are not having a shit in this sacred temple. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, he's outside. Where do you think they shit? I reckon they shit in that fountain. (laughs) The water's brown for a reason. Good boy, you're looking for a good mound of loot or something to hide behind. So go ahead and mound. (laughs) Yeah, buddy. See if you can find a good mound. You're going to roll a sneak check just to see if you can find something that's sufficient enough to hide yourself. All right. 
That's an 11. You go behind and you're not quite hidden. Your butt is out. You're crouched and your butt's just poking right out of there. Actually, you know what? You do like the, what's that pose? The yoga pose where you do your hands on the ground and your butt's in the air. Most of them. Is that downward facing dog? Yeah. Yeah. Downward dog, downward facing dog, whichever it is. I think it's called sun ass. (laughs) (laughs) Presenting. It's what is what's that like butthole bleach or butthole tanning? <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you gotta sun your butthole. Sun your <laughs> so you assume that position. You're thinking, you know, oh maybe I can become a pile of loot if I'm this shape. But your butt's just hanging in the air and over other mounds of loot. So the guardian spots you and. You hear motion movement, uh, gold sifting beneath him, uh, and it stands up and is looking right at you. I'm going to hold up the banana that I brought in to it. Okay, it puts its giant paw down towards you and opens it in front of you, upward facing for like a put it in. I do it. You put the banana on his hand and he picks it up. He just pops the whole thing in his mouth. It's tiny compared to him. And then he continues to walk past you. He seems, you know, not necessarily grateful or anything, but not uh, not displeased at the very least. Uh, Indifferent, maybe, is the most accurate term. The rest of you standing outside waiting with bated breath, you see a giant white furry hand grab the side of the entrance, and then out comes this giant jabber which I described earlier, and its fur is white. What, what uh, Good Boy couldn't quite see in there, or couldn't quite make out in the, the mounds of treasure, is that it is adorned with jewels, with golds. There's silver and gold chains with trinkets hanging from its neck, between its fingers, like on its ears, just everywhere. This thing is is a sight to behold with all of the glorious, glorious loot and valuables affixed to it. And it sees you, doesn't really look at you, uh, just looks past you, turns around, grabs onto the tree, puts its hand on top of the building, climbs up on top of the building, and you see it slouch down and lean against the tree, and it starts putting its hand down and then lifting it up and just pouring gold on itself. Harrison says, this is incredible. I must return to my camp and journal my findings immediately and get started on my book. A word to the wise, the Guardian said to be aggressive to those that take what it values. Shiny, gold things, silver, and food. You may want to leave a tribute if you get too close. Uh, That's at least what the old rumors say. And then Harrison Dodge turns around and leaves. Okay, bye. Bye. Hope he trips on that banana on the way out. Gonna roll a little d20 there. He, he didn't. He got a 17. Ah, damn it. Although who knows if he could survive the exit walking through back through that hallway. Uh, Boulder comes back the other way. <laughs> Steps on it and it just like reverses. <laughs> it's beeping like a cement truck. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there you have it. The giant guardian is up there. Occasional jabbers are coming over and putting loot in the building or on top of the building, various places. Okay, well, as long as we don't steal anything and we give him a little tribute, we can go in there and search for Grizz, yeah? Yeah, he's on the roof, right? So we can just go in underneath him. Maybe we should take a valuable yes. just just in case so they don't see us going in empty-handed. 
none of us plan to take anything. That's true. He likes food, right? Food? Um, Could this be a job? Can I offer him (laughs) one of my slices of goblin ass ham? You have ass ham? I do still have ass ham. I forgot about ass ham. (laughs) Um, I have gold, I guess. Um, Yeah, that was my plan. What else do I have? I have gold already. I'm just thinking he's got a massive pile of gold already. He doesn't have any ass ham, as far as I'm aware. So, like, mine's unique. You know what he doesn't have? Any wine. Any Hey Kitty wine. That's true. Oh, no. Are you going to get rid of the Hey Kitty wine before you use it? Well, I, I have I have three of those. Oh, okay. So maybe you just, like, pour him a little glass of it. Yeah, I have, like, three portions. I'm imagining, like, those little mini bottles. Oh, okay. Like airplane Airplane yeah. wine, right? Well, airplane Common wine. airplane wine. Yeah, I could part with one, maybe. Kimmy, are you just planning on your rock? Yeah, I'm just hoping for the best with my rock. Drake, you were planning on just gold, right? Yeah, old ways are the best. Gold ways are the best. Hey. <laughs> you enter the building. You see everything that you saw before. When you look up, though, at the ch- hole where the tree has come through, you can see the head of the guardian. So the guardian is still able to see inside the building from there. Okay, so he sees us looking at his mounds. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. yep, that is a sentence that you can say. <laughs> and is not inaccurate. <laughs> Are any of these mounds grizz-shaped? I mean, you can just roll search checks to see if you can find a grizz. I want to look at grizz's mounds. Nah, that's going to be not good. I'm also going to make a search check to find grizz. Three. <laughs> Maybe not. Five. Hey. <laughs> oh, man. It's really hard to find this guy's mounds. It's important to search your mounds frequently so you can detect cancer. I'm going to try and spy the mound through my sniper rifle scope, which gets me a bonus. So, oh, that would be not the best. That's a six. <laughs> Usually I don't have this much trouble looking at mounds. My combat rifle gives me a plus one to search checks while equipped also. So I guess I also got a six. <laughs> Distracted by all the mounds. Are the rest of you searching? Um, Yeah. Also, yes. Phelion, I'll remind you that, because I don't know that this comes up that often, but... You do have a search bonus with Pigeon, I think. But I also have a plus three on my search checks. So you would get to add that on top of it. So it's like you and Pigeon are searching together. Okay. So we together collectively got 21. Uh, I got an 18. That is so cool because 21 is a requirement to find a certain something. (gasps) Gasp. Drake, Tarquin, Mercurius, you are sifting through a mound uh, and it stinks, it's gross, but you're not really finding anything. But you, you are searching through a mound. Gross. I imagine that a jabber's mound doesn't smell very good. <laughs> Weirdly, though, there are like little gold coins that occasionally find their way in there and, and whatnot. And as you guys are sifting through it, the jabber looks in there and gets a little bit aggressive, like is breathing a little heavier and his head is poking in through that hole. I like visually drop some coins out of my hand, like just like, here you go. Here's some coins. I brought these. How many How many coins do you drop? Yeah, 20. You can tell that its attention is drawn away from you at this point. And then go back to sifting. <laughs> <laughs> so eager. All right. I'll, I'll put a little bottle of Hey Kitty wine on, on the mound. Very conspicuously. Look at me. I'm doing that. 
You see his eyes go sparkly and then, woo, appreciation. Hey, there we go. Yeah, I'm going to, well, because this Jabba's coming in and out all the time with stuff. So he's not going to get angry if we approach. So I'm going to walk in, like holding the ass ham aloft. And at the same time, sort of just sneakily looking left and right to see if I can see um, what we're looking for. Well, that you're like already in. You're sifting oh. through the stuff when he gets angry. Okay, in that case, one hand sifting, the other hand brandishing the ham. What kind of roll should I do for this? I'm going to do like a little, I'm just going to do a d20 roll. Do a ham check. Ham check. <laughs> ham brandishing. That feels like it's a good band name, maybe. <laughs> Or a, be- a bedroom move. Yeah, brandishing the ham. <laughs> <laughs> he seems sufficiently appeased with that. Uh, even more intrigued. His interest is piqued from this. Good. We go to Good Boy and Phaleon, who are searching, and they come to the same mound, buried a little bit, like he's sunk into the gold pile. Uh, you, you find a gold suit sticking out and some shoes sticking out of there. Yay! You see a hand with jewelry on it. And then Phaleon, you also find right near there, it's almost calling to you. Like you can, you don't hear a voice, but you hear a voice. Like you feel a voice calling your eyes and your attention a little bit to the right of his body in there. You reach your hand in and you pull out this red gem. It's got like motion and movement in it. And you feel... Almost like when you touch Iridium, the one time that you used Iridium and you were powered up, similar to that, but distinctly different. Okay. When you take that stone, the guardian looks sufficiently, uh, what? What are you doing? I'm going to pull out, um, well, I have the rock in my hand, the broken heart rock, and I'm just going to like pretend to put both of them down and then try and slide the gem in my pocket. Oh, okay. Do a sneak check. Okay, 15. You are putting down your tribute. You sneakily hide the red gem up your sleeve, pull it away, and the guardian is none the wiser. You successfully snuck and stole that red gem. It kind of looks at you like, hmm, not totally appeased. I'm keeping my eye on you, but sufficient for now. Okay, okay. Feel good about that. It's definitely still focused on you, by the way. Oh, okay. Then I'm going to pull out a coin and put it down. One coin? One coin. It seems a little more irritated than before. Okay, then I pull out five coins. Slightly better. (laughs) Five more coins? It looks at the rock you put down, or like kind of where you put the other stuff. It can't see it anymore. And it's like, all right, I guess, I guess that's fine. So 11 coins total is what you put down. And a a two-third rock stone. And it thinks that you put back this swirling gem. Yes, of course. Do you call everybody over to you guys? I think I want to send Pigeon over to them to try and get their attention. So it's not like getting the Guardian's attention. Pigeon goes over and buzzes by them, trying to get their attention. Phaleon, give me a roll. Just a straight D20. Oh, jeez. One? It's like doing it behind them and very quiet. They're so focused on sifting through these giant turds. <laughs> I'm going to try and like pss, pss at them like I would a cat. Okay, give me a talk check. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, let me see if I can add anything to that. I feel like you have a plus two. I have a plus one. Plus so one. Okay. I have a total of two. 
<laughs> nat one will always just be a nat one. I'd, okay, I'll, okay, nat yeah. one. Anytime you roll a nat one, we won't add anything to it because it's way more entertaining. You start to try and make the sound and you make a sound. <laughs> and all of the jabbers, the guardian, look at you like, the hell did you just do? And it did get the attention of your, the other vault hunters, but you are sufficiently sufficiently embarrassed and take seven points of embarrassment damage. You know, in, in some cultures, that's a compliment. <laughs> I'm going to take offense to it because I'm so shoveling through shit. She's like, is she making fun of me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be like, if you, if you need to go for a crap, the fountain's outside. <laughs> yeah, they're looking at you, so. Oh, sorry. And I just like kind of motion them over. Try and do it sneakily, but... You know, I'm not going to roll again. You all go up to her. You see the body inside the pile of gold. Yep. Those are those stupid fucking boots. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to whisper and quietly be like, OK, I have an idea. None of the rest of this. I don't see any other dead bodies. Right. This is the only one. So I don't think it actually gives a shit. About the body, it just wants the shiny stuff. Oh my god, take his clothes off. Take his stuff out and then be like, you know, like, ew, this is gross. We'll take this out for you. And I don't think it'll mind. That stands to reason. I'm going to make a sneak check while I'm taking the stuff out. Yes. Dirty 20. Damn. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Very dirty 20. I feel very dirty. (laughs) Yeah. Get those clothes off so smoothly. You've left the gem rings, like you've taken the gem rings off and you make a very big presentation of putting them down nicely. You take off his gold jacket, you undo his belt buckle and completely take off the belt and you put it in a ring, you know, circle it. And then you put that down and on top of the belt, you put the pants and the jacket all folded very nicely. Yes, that's exactly how all of that went down. No one look. No one looks too closely at the pile. It's fine. Drake Wilson, professional orc stripper. <laughs> <laughs> the guardian, you see him like really interested in what you're doing, and once you get it done, he's like, well, "That kind of helps me." You know, like there's kind of like a okay, yeah. Now I don't have some dirty, fleshy thing inside my gold. Yeah, I'm gonna like pretend to bite the orc and be like, Ugh, bleh, bleh, and then you know, <laughs> <laughs> we'll take care of this. <laughs> He's commando, so fully exposed, by the way. You know, the movie, we either have to censor this out or very creative camera angles. Some orc ham. I was biting above the waist, just so everyone is uh, is aware. (laughs) (laughs) You've done that. You've got a dead grizz on your hands here. I'm fascinated to see how you intend to speak with this dead grizz. Well, I guess I have to carry him out of here. You, You all start leaving? Yeah, yeah. we helping him carry. I'll, I'll grab his arms, you grab his legs, and we just cart this puppy out. Both Mercurius and Drake are walking, or carrying him, like, oh, uh, weekend at Bernie's style, right? Like, one arm on each shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you guys walk out. There's no problem. They have no problem with you leaving. You've paid tribute. Everything is good. So you are taking the body. You leave the temple. Jabbers, the, the ones outside kind of look at you, but really don't care what you're doing. They think it's sort of interesting that you're carrying this person this way. Are you just completely leaving, like going out the hallway? I think so, yeah. At least out to like the main area we're out of the town is where I would 
say that we at least carry this. Yeah, you go out, you find a nice pond and that boulder is in that pond and it almost has like a, a, it's created a little bit of an area where maybe you could lean him up against that boulder or something if you wanted to sit him up, right? I'm going to wash my hands in the pond because I've been sifting through shit. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I guess if we want to sit him down, we prop him up like sitting up. Do I have anything I can cover him with? Like his lower regions (laughs) there's large leaf plants around pluck one of those give him the adam and eve treatment just cover that up yep just roll me an interact okay four you find one of those really big leafy plants and you tear a portion that you think is the appropriate size to cover junk instead of just taking the entire plant and then you place that over his junk and it's uh you know his junk is much larger than the leaf (laughs) let's say that yeah like it's sitting now it's just like genitals with a leaf on top of it a portion of a leaf <laughs> let's be gross here <laughs> there we go that's we're, perfect right we're not much mat- immaturely mature here right <laughs> that's right we said it at the start well drake did i mean ian we are children <laughs> yeah so there you go so he's sitting up right and stand in front of him be holding the gun and be like <clears throat> all right uh, time to talk Fuck you. And then I shoot him in the face. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> Just roll damage. Why'd you go for the face? His junk is right there. That's fair. His junk didn't betray me. His stupid face did. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, what is that? 13? 13 damage to his head? His head explodes. Sufficiently splattered. With which gun were you using? Your new gun? Yeah. What was it called again? The, the uh, Abiding Impaler. It grants a plus one on search checks while equipped. That didn't help me. Oh. I don't know about the rest of you, but I feel much better. I'm, yeah, that made me feel better too. All right, we can go. That's the, that's the that's the whole quest? That's all I needed. Is that what you meant by talking to him? Yeah, I did. You did. He said, fuck you, which I agree. Did you not see our conversation? It was kind of one-sided. Wow. <laughs> I think it was worth it. I lost 11 coins. That was... Okay. I put my hand in shit. That is, yep, I do, I do understand. If you want, we can go back and grab some more stuff. No, we will only anger the Jabba thing. Hey, I'm, I'm glad you got closure. Well, I still got to kill that other guy, but I'm done with this part, I guess. Well, I, for one, have had a fantastic time. And if you ever need help shooting a corpse in the face again, you give me a call. Great. All right, yeah, you guys leave. I'm guessing that you're going to, are you, Drake, are you sticking with them until you get back to Everfalls? Yeah, we're all going the same way. Yeah, we're hanging out. Man, I always knew I liked Drake. He's a man after my own heart. I also wanted to shoot Drake, or not Drake. I wanted to shoot Grizz in the face. I gotta buy you a drink, man. Well, I think because you all lost items and stuff, I should probably be the one buying. Oh, so generous, this guy. You all are walking. How? What's the route you take? Do you just return the same way that you came to ensure that, you know, you don't get lost? Does that make the most sense? Yeah, and we step on all the same pressure plates. <laughs> <laughs> which have already been activated so oh so we're good yeah every time you step on one like one of them you just feel a little air pressure blowing through little holes you hear something click and then nothing falls from the ceiling yeah it's like that old uh when you were a kid and you'd be like step on a plate you get your mom a date <laughs> said, huh. said yeah. no kid ever <laughs> you, 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 you guys didn't say that when you were kids <laughs> Step on a plate, get a new stepdad. My mom went on a lot of dates. That's what I was I don't know. I just... <laughs> yeah. Not necessarily hoping for those dates, but <laughs> I thought that was the saying. I don't 
you all leave the lost ruins of Arcan and you start heading back towards the train tracks. You know, you know the general direction. You're heading back there. And along the way, you stumble across Harrison Dodge's camp. And there he is. He's he's writing in his journal. So excited. He looks at you. Oh, you, you made it out. Hey, how was it? Did you did did everything go OK for you? Yes. OK, great. Yeah, I mean, you're alive. The Guardian didn't kill you. Did You got to tell me, did you give him like a, a tribute? Yeah, we. I gave him some yes. booze. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, he, booze was an acceptable tribute. That's very interesting. I tried to give him some goblin ass ham, but he didn't really go for it. I don't know what that is. It's pretty much and what it I, says, goblin ass ham. Like, I don't get where damn. the confusion is there, Mr. Dodge. I, I just didn't want to think about it. It sounds gross. I can show you it if you want. No, you left it there, didn't you? I've got more than one slice. What? No. Well, yeah, I guess there's two cheeks. <laughs> yeah. Thinly sliced. I just don't remember. It's way for thin. <laughs> All right. Fair. Okay. Fair. I'll, I'll allow it. Interesting. Okay. Well, did anyone take anything? No. We took Grizz's body. Oh, yeah, that. But we left his fancy clothes. So it's kind of like a trade. We were like, here, we'll get rid of the garbage for you. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, the dead body's probably not very valuable, huh? Anything else? No. Well, interesting. Well, thank you so much for your help here. I've got something to show my appreciation. And he pulls out this brown leather satchel. And on the front flap, there is a logo that's a Hello Skaggy satchel. Hello Skaggy. Uh, and it's this cute little cartoony, almost chibi-like skag sitting on the front. Very happy looking. He says, oh, what you can do with this, if you store something in it, up to three items in it, you get some sort of bonus related to whatever you put in it. Almost like, you know, like if somebody were to collect souvenirs or something, they could store them in here and it, it's a relic. It acts as a relic, giving you some sort of bonus, but it also gives you negatives depending on what you put in there too. So a little customizable relic there. Would this be helpful? Full for anybody? <laughs> the bonus changes depending on what you put in there. Yeah, it detects what you have in there and generates some sort of bonus based on the power, the energy. Everything gives off energy in, in this world. Interesting. Put in a branch, maybe it'll let you climb trees better, but then, you know, you you take more damage from fire. And what, what, um, what previous experience have you had with it? Tell us, tell us one experience you've had. Okay. One time I put a tree branch in there and I could climb trees better. <laughs> oh. I took more fire damage. Nice. Okay. So why are you giving it away? Why don't you want this bag anymore? What's the catch? Oh, I just wanted to... It's a thank you. It's a thank you. I don't know. Maybe this would be useful for somebody here. Maybe out of character. Why is he thanking... What did we help him with? I don't... We, we just pushed him into some traps and then he ran away, right? Like, what, what did we do for this dude? Oh, I forgot about you pushing me into traps. <laughs> Uh, no, no, no. He's, you know, he's writing his children's book and you helped him make his way there. Oh, and... uh, OK. Yeah, because we helped him get through the secret door with the letters the, and the riddle. Yeah. OK, right. So we just helped him discover the thing. Just clarifying. Yeah. Thanks for helping me discover this. It's just a thank you gift for for escorting me through this. You're welcome, sir. Does anyone would anyone like this bag? 
obviously it's for you. Oh, okay. Thanks. I'll take I'll take the bag then. <laughs> Could I drop any bigger <laughs> like hints souvenirs maybe like you could put some souvenirs in here uh, okay okay yeah I'll, I'll take the bag thanks this is an item from the homebrew discord void shift underscore c helped come up with this and i thought it was really clever like they specifically mentioned something to this effect for tarquin oh nice so thank you and they're on instagram twitter you can check out them they're they're painting some minis and whatnot. And it holds three things, yeah? Yeah, you can store any three items in there. You know, they're not necessarily useful items. And you can oh. take them out and swap them out. They won't be. Um, I've drawn a little bag on my items box, so I know which three are in the bag. Oh, nice. What three items did you immediately put in there? I'm just going to put the top three items on my list. So the bloody feather that I tickled the Dom to death with. The bodyguard's ear. I can't remember. Did we freeze a dude? And I kept it. I don't know. So I've got a bodyguard's ear. Um, and a robot's finger. Probably from a jackpot. The jackpot that we set on fire. Yes. The ear. Was it the frozen ear? No, maybe it wasn't the frozen ear. Because I chucked that for a skag, didn't I? And yeah. Yeah. Um, was it, you know, in the clothes factory where Phaleon got off her face on those drugs? Yeah. And was his name Kevin? I don't know. We killed him. I was pretending to be him on the radio. I think it's his ear. Oh my gosh, did you take somebody's ear then? Man, that was over a year ago for us. <laughs> well over a year ago. Jeez Louise. So it's going to be nice and ripe by now. But there you go. The feather, the ear, and the robot's finger. The jackbot's finger. You can next to those write plus one damage to flying enemies for the feather. But animals don't react as kindly to you. But animals hate me. Okay. <laughs> The bodyguard's ear. Plus plus one to listening insight checks. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but what's the but? <laughs> but minus one to talking to bodyguards. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and the jackbox finger. Uh, let's, well, well, what do you think would be a good one for this one? I, everything I think of is like talk related, like plus or minus one to talking to robots. Plus one to fingering. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh they no that's actually not a bad idea like plus one i mean not that phrasing obviously but plus one to precision interact checks Ooh, okay yeah what about like i can't hide from robots or something so they can detect robotic oh know. there you go okay yeah 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 minus two to sneak checks from robot against robots whatever. yeah 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 cool he thanks you he goes back to writing in his journal and you all look around and lo and behold, wouldn't you know it, you notice the distinct uh, lack of presence from somebody in the group. Has Drake Wilson done a runner again? Drake Wilson is no longer here. Ah, damn it. God, where's dad ever? Mark my words, I'm gonna buy that guy a drink one of these days. Classic Drake. <laughs> and then you start heading off towards Everfalls, but we go blurry vision and we go over to Drake. Oh yeah, I just fast traveled over to Everfalls. I got really tired of walking. We've done a lot of walking today in the jungle and the, you know, in that temple or all that stuff made me trip and look like an idiot. <laughs> but no, and then I go over the Echo Stone as I realize I'm far enough away. It's like, hey guys, sorry about that. God, I gotta stop doing that. One of these days, I'm just gonna be there when you turn around. Uh, uh, promise. But, uh, 
Now that I'm gone, I can tell you kind of what was what I was really doing. Grizz, he had that the Echo Stone, but that's what everyone else cared about. So when we're uh, doing that orc stripping, which apparently I'm very good at, I pocketed one of the items on his person, his, his belt buckle. Because you'll never guess what kind of material it's made out of. Vault key. Vault key fragment material, of course. Oh, I was going to say ham. Oh, close. Close second. So once I had that, and I was pretty confident that y'all weren't going to get mobbed by the giant jabber, figured it was time for me to go again. But uh, I got another person to claim vengeance on, so maybe I'll catch you around. Classic Drake. Just audibly winks. <laughs> Wink. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm going to record a full outro later, but while we have Ian here, Ian, why don't you... uh, Thanks again. Thanks for coming on. Second appearance is Drake Wilson. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having Drake back. Uh, I wish you didn't have to die every time for it to happen, but uh, otherwise, it's been great. (laughs) You need permanent traumas. (laughs) Yeah. So if you don't know me, my name's Ian Moss, lead designer on Bunkers and Badasses, which... You all plug every episode, which is fantastic. We love that you guys are enjoying the game and that this community is like building up in such a way where things like this are possible. It's it's so big. In fact, like I even started my own where I get to be the bunker master and tell everyone else uh, how they die in horrific ways. (laughs) Uh, If you want to check that out, it's Bad Assets podcast. It's also on YouTube. So we have the foundry modules that the community has made. And they were so good that I could just drop in pre-made maps and run like the full Assault on Dragon Keep adventure, just all in foundry with no outside anything. It's fantastic. And that's all like fan-made stuff, huh? Yeah, we had the maps were fan-made based on the maps that are in the book. And then the Foundry mod itself is also fan-made. So if you're not a part of, if you like Bunkers and Badasses and you're not part of the Homebrew Discord, you got to find a link to that because it's the best place to be. I'll put it in the episode description. So from when this airs, between this episode and the next episode will be our one-year anniversary from when we released our first episodes. Yay! Wow, congratulations. Huge. I'm like, so cool, so honored. I feel like we're not even a quarter of the way through our first real story that I have planned, so. Not even a quarter of the way through the train arc. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Phaleon dissipates everything and reality resets and you're back on the train. But... With uh, Bunkers and Badasses, like, what's what's been a highlight for you for the, you know, now it's been out for, like, a year and a couple months, but... Uh, I guess it's it's been all of the, like, podcasts and, like, shows and actual plays that have been going on. I know this is, this is one of them, right? So I'm really just playing <laughs> to the crowd here, but I guess just seeing other people and how they play a, a game that I helped make has been fantastic. Especially with RPGs, like, uh, normally... I made a lot of board games, which there's a lot of ways you can play a board game, but the freedom in RPGs is massive. So seeing how people choose to interpret their rules and make them their own, I think it's been great. 
Does it ever like uh, irk you at all when you're just like, what the hell are they doing? Why, why'd they make a custom class or why'd they make this custom? Like I have custom shields now, I think. I don't know if you've heard that stuff of rolling new custom shields, but like, you know, people are always alternating or like making uh, variants of things or little homebrew stuff. Does that ever drive you a little crazy? You can be honest. It won't hurt our feelings. <laughs> no, no, it's the opposite. I love when people make their own stuff for RPGs. Like RPGs in general are just rules that you can just choose to ignore. Like really just go into the system and pick and choose what works for your group. Because I'm not going to tell you how to have fun. I'm just going to, you know, give you options. <laughs> Yeah, yes. So uh, one last thing before we close out with you, but do you have a highlight from this podcast not involving you, like a favorite moment? I can delete this if you don't have one off. Oh, that's a, no, that's a a good question. I think finding out all of the, like what happened with Tarquin, I think was great. Uh, That The flashback where we used to have it all and we learned (laughs) how, how we lost it all. Only some of it. There's still more for him to lose. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. Teasing more and more. <laughs> uh, great. Perfect. That You heard it here first. Uh, Tarquin is Ian's favorite. Yay. Now that he's taken damage for insensitive remarks. It's, uh, it's, it's <laughs> perfect character arc. Thanks so much for listening, badasses. Thank you, Ian, for coming on. It is always a blast to have Drake Wilson on the show. Man. Does he know how to plant some seeds for later? It is spectacular. Looking forward to more Drake Wilson in the future. Come hang out with us in the Discord. There's an invite link in the episode description. Follow us on social media and interact with us there. We're most active on Twitter. You can follow us everywhere at FF Adventure Co. If you enjoy the show, rate, review it. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Good Pods. If you're on Good Pods, rate this episode right now. Right as this finishes, just go ahead and give that five-star rating and write a little nice, oh, that was fun. Well, like Drake. Happy Valentine's, by the way. That's the day this comes out. It may not be Valentine's when you're listening to this, but we love you either way. The next episode to come out would normally be the 28th. We do this bi-weekly. But I would love to put out an episode on the 22nd because that is our one-year anniversary. February 22nd, it was 2 Two, 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 right? Cool. Easy to remember. So if I can get ahead on editing, I will release the next episode on the 22nd. And then after that episode will be the one year anniversary. I know. Oh, why not release that one on the the one year anniversary? I don't know. It would just be a lot of work to get that editing done on top of what I've already started. So good luck me. That's everything. Thank you for listening. We really do appreciate you. We'll see you all either on the 22nd or the 28th. Love all you badasses. Bye. The hunter. I'll watch you back if you watch mine. The hunter. Those bandits better run and hide. You got your 27 time.
it's Drake Wilson. Oh, hello. That, that's your guys' cue to say hello. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for somebody else to say hi first. Oh, hey. Hey, Drake. Good to see you again. Hey, good. Can't. You kind of hesitated there, but that's that's fine. It's yeah. Good to see <laughs> I'm hoping God will edit that out in post so that it doesn't sound <laughs> awkward. <laughs> this is incredible. I must return to my camp and journal my findings immediately. I think he I totally lost his voice in our little break. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say you started to sound like Guy Fieri. Yeah, that's what I felt like. <laughs> this is incredible. Nope. Fuck. <laughs> I'll go back to Flavortown. <laughs>